Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by the Young Aunties. Come on in the room, come on in the room. Hello to everyone except Trey Songs. Um, <laughs> y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but y'all here with us and we appreciate that. We are the Young Aunties, the host of the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast. We are down here in the South Atlanta, to be exact. And down here, we say it's rude to come in a room or walk in somewhere and don't sneak and introduce yourself. So we're going to start with that first K. Kick us off. What's going on, y'all? It's Auntie Kirby, a.k.a. Where's Kirby at? A.k.a. The West Side Woodner. Checking in from the Swats, as usual. And y'all know it ain't right unless we bring you a little bit of sunshine. What it do? What the business is? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's your favorite double C, Auntie Coco and Kirby. You already know how I go. I'm Florida made, Georgia paid, and it's motherfucking face. And y'all know who it is. It's your favorite homegirl, Nick, from the old school Lithonia, where we put it on you. Our girl Jazzy, if you're wondering where she is, she's not feeling well today, y'all. But she'll be back with us next week. We hope that uh, she's doing better. We're sending her, sending her healing energy. Period. Boom. Catch those vibes. Um, but we're gonna hold it down for you today, Jazzy, including uh, one of my favorite parts of the show. But we'll get to just a second. Y'all know how we start every show off. We got to give you our wing order of the day. Coco, what you got for us? So I had some egg rolls yesterday. I had some cheeseburger egg rolls yesterday. So today I want to have some breakfast egg rolls with a little bit of bacon, some egg. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm going to have a little bit of um, ground sausage up in that thing with a side of syrup. Mm. And then I'm going to you know, get my lemon water. And that's what I'm going to have today. Something simple, but, you know, kind of. A little different. Yeah, you know, yeah. A little change up. Yeah. Sometimes you got to switch it up. Keep it interesting. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like I remember when you put me on that breakfast pizza. Oh, girl. Back in the ooh, day. Ooh, yeah. She got the best oh, Kirby. She had, she had me. And, and it, it's like, it always came through in the clutch. Right. Oh, okay. Like, you know, like when you, you, you'll be like, man, I'm hungry, but I don't know what to eat. And then you think breakfast pizza. And the thing about it, you can eat it for lunch. Mm. Or, or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it used to be so good. But she put me on that. And, and it's like, like she said, sometimes you just got to switch it up. Oh. Auntie Kirby, what you got for us? You know, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. I want to do something a little sweet. So I'm going to do a bourbon brown sugar wing, but I'm going to bake them this time. Uh, I'm going to bake them for a long time so they get real sticky because uh, I like to be sticky on Valentine's Day too. Um, I'm going to do about a 10 piece. Um, I'm going to keep it cute on the sides because I don't want to pass gas. Uh, so I'm going to have me a decent salad. Uh, y'all know I love to season my salad. Put a little garlic on there, a little fresh cracked pepper, a little sea salt, a little bit of a uh, combination of vinegar and avocado oil. Um, and then I'm going to wash it down with some water. But today I'm going to do some 
seasoned water as well. I know they call it infused, but I'm gonna call it seasoned today. I'm gonna crush up some strawberries and some mango and some pineapple so I can have a little extra flavor in my water. That's what I'm gonna do today. Okay, okay. Well, I guess today is the switch up day because instead of wings, I want a variation on it. My homeboy, shout out to uh Ski, Mr. Have Some over in the old school. I thought you would put it on you. Um, old Salem Road crew. Uh he he man sells some good ass plates at his house, man. And um he made these buffalo pork chops. Ooh. Oh, Bro, what he had to Huh? What he had to do? Uh, Salem Road. <laughs> I, I sent you, you the IG. Please. Bro, Please. he made these buffalo pork chop. Me and my sister, um, man, my sister got me a plate. Changed my life. Things were so good. You know, some people could just cook. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, some people can just cook and they know what tastes good they know how to put things together and he he is definitely one of those people just you know i really wish he, he had like a food truck or something and he you know and maybe that's a goal that he got i don't know i need to ask but um yeah mr have some and he'd he be throwing down and the good thing about it you know even on them days where the power would go out Man, get out there on that grill. Oh man, he know how to cook. Okay, grill. you know what I'm saying. I remember he said, "Man, made fire, right? Shoot, y'all come have some." You know what I'm saying. So it was like, even though he was down, hey, ain't nothing gonna stop this. One monkey don't stop no show. But now nah, he he made these buffalo pork chops. I had it a couple years ago, and I I think it's about time for me to re up on that. I think it's about time for me to re up on that. And his fries was hot. You gonna get some chunky blue cheese to go on the pork chops? Cause that actually Bro, sounds like it might be good. You already know that joint was so good. It was actually so good. I ate half of it with nothing on it before I knew it. <laughs> Y'all know I don't even like hot stuff. You know what I'm saying? But that I looked up. I was like, oh, let me go get my good blue cheese. Man, changed my life. I ain't forgot about it since. But that's what I'm gonna need to be eating on today on my plate. So it looks like the aunties is eating good today. It's time to get into our, my favorite part of the show, and that is the auntie of the day slash week. Y'all know Jazzy usually does this, but Kirby is holding you down, Jazzy. Auntie Kirby, who we got as auntie of the day? So considering that uh, political primaries are about to start coming up, I decided to bring up somebody um, who has had a great political impact because of the fact that we're an attorney, Miss Paulette Brown. She's actually an American lawyer who was the first black woman to be president of the American Bar Association. Uh, she had a one-year term from August 4th, 2015 to August 2016. She was nominated for the presidency and was later confirmed by the organization's House of Delegates as president-elect in August 2014. Um, she actually is a partner with Lock Lord LLP, where she's the chief diversity officer, and she's also a mediator for the United States District Court for the District of New Jersey. Uh, she was formerly president of the National Bar Association and also the Association of Black Women Lawyers of New Jersey. She was educated in Baltimore, where she attended segregated schools. She earned a BA from Howard 
Howard University, go Bisons, and a JD from Seton Hall University School of Law. She started her law practice in 1976. She was also the municipal court judge in Plainfield, New Jersey, and was previously in-house counsel for several companies and worked at Dwayne Morris. So shout out to uh, Paulette Brown, um, such an amazing uh, historical figure. And I chose her because we've uh, been pretty good at choosing uh, modern day uh, uh, black women in history that have been impactful. But I decided to go go back and grab somebody who's been being impactful for longer than we've been alive. Good. How about that? <laughs> wow. And say her name one more time. Paulette Brown. Paulette Brown. Put some respect on her name. Huh. Put some respect I on her name. Paulette. We like, like I say, I always learn, love this because I learned something new. I'm not going to sit here and hold y'all like we know everything and everybody and every piece of history and that's why this is part of the show is really important because it really enlightens us and it introduces us to some of our quote-unquote hidden figures in current or past history and now Auntie Paulette is on my radar okay and I know exactly who she is say her name boom all right moving right along y'all it's time to get into that good meaty part of the show and that is what is on the menu our specials today um Pretty much got a, a almost all Atlanta show for you guys today. So we're really actually excited about that. We're going to start off talking about something we've been following for a while. And that is Buckhead trying to secede from Atlanta. But um, somebody said, nah. Kirby, catch us up. So according to WSB TV, uh, shout out Monica Kaufman. I know she retired. And of course, rest in peace, Jovita Moore. Mm-hmm. Buckhead City Measure is dead. It's dead for this season after state lawmakers refused to take up bill. Buckhead will not become its own city this year. Georgia Speaker of the House, David Ralston, basically killed the bill in the legislature on Friday. On Thursday, uh, Channel 2's Richard Elliott reported that Lieutenant Governor Joff Duncan came down officially against Buckhead cityhood. Ralston said Friday, if the Senate won't take it up, there's nothing the House can do. Quote, it takes a bicameral legislature. It takes two chambers to pass a bill. The Senate was very clear, and I respect their decision. In response to Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens released a statement saying, quote, since taking office, I have said repeatedly that we will remain one city with one bright future. I am thankful for the support of Lieutenant Governor Joff Duncan, Speaker David Ralston, members of the Atlanta delegation, and all other state leaders who have sat down with me. They have given me and my administration the runway we need to take off, and we will continue in our work to move Atlanta forward. I like that Delta reference, Andre. (laughs) Um, Just two weeks ago, Bill White, the leader of the Buckhead Cityhood Movement, which, by the way, I read recently, they digging into his finances finally and found out he'll scammer that's a conversation mm-hmm. for a whole other day uh promised to flood the halls of the state capitol with his supporters quote we will be deploying down to the state capitol starting this monday speaking with legislators explaining our position and asking them to give us the right to vote white and others insisted they were motivated by rampant crime in buckhead in the buckhead community which by the way your crime is not going to decrease just because you become a city of your own you still uh, are y'all going to pick buckhead up and move it to another part of the state but okay Ralston acknowledged crime remains a top issue in the city and Buckhead in particular. He said Dickens should have time to try and rein it in, but also issued a warning. We'll be back next year if things haven't changed a lot. So I'm looking for some forceful, vigorous action on the part of the city to tackle that problem. The Buckhead City Movement said it plans to hold a news conference next week to discuss their next steps. And that's where we're at with Buckhead City. Um, Like I said, I don't know how y'all think y'all going to stop crime by becoming your own city. 
um, y'all would actually have to pick Buckhead up and move it into Cobb County. Like you would have to get outside of the perimeter for it to actually stop being a problem. Y'all want people to shop at Lennox and the uh, shops of Buckhead and at Fields Plaza, which is the only reason anybody come up there anymore anyway. <laughs> you're going to have to allow the people to come in. And when people come, crime comes. And also, Buckhead City, y'all are a crime. All them Buckhead Bettys that can't drive and keep crashing their Mercedes Benz is driving two miles per hour. Come on now, stop playing with me. Well, dang. Um, I, I do want to ask you, Auntie Kirby, I heard a key word you said in there, and you said it won't go through this year. Mm-hmm. So um, is that for me to understand that they're probably going to be able to come and, and fight this fight again? They're trying to dust themselves off and try again next year okay. if the crime don't decrease. So okay. um, I'm interested to see how that's going to go. But again, we've talked about this endlessly. The amount of state laws that we have to change in order for Buckhead City to become a city and also be able to survive specifically from an educational standpoint, even if they do come back, I really don't think it's going to be a situation that is going to be worth pursuing. Okay. So Buckhead may be thinking they lost the battle, not the war. Uh-huh. Got you, got you. Oh, Con- oh, oh Colonel Custer looking motherfucker. <laughs> got it. Auntie Coco, any thoughts on Buckhead? I mean, I think they kind of got through I think they want the crime to stop or, you know, not it ain't going to stop. Crime is never going to stop. Come on, we know that. But I think that they just want it like stricter, maybe like more quick responders, like maybe more the um, the whole thing for like law enforcement was created to deter and, um, you know, decrease crime. So maybe now that they have their own, um, but see what, they got their own police, right? Buckhead got their own city police. So maybe that could deter the crime a little bit, decrease the crime. Maybe that's just what they really wanted. Like maybe they was just like, "Hey, we need some help over here," and maybe they'll chill out. I don't know, but mm. it's not going. The crime is not going to stop. There's literally too much foot traffic going on in Buckhead every single day. So, Auntie uh, Kirby, when one door closes, another one opens. So Buckhead got a no, but someone else might have got a green light. Yes, they sure did. Georgia House okays Lost Mountain and Vining Cityhood movements. The Georgia House representatives on Monday authorized voter referendums to create two more cities in Cobb County over the objections of local Democrats and election officials. One measure would allow voters in West Cobb to create the city of Lost Mountain, an area of approximately 75,000 people that would become the county's largest city if approved in a May referendum. The other would create a smaller city in the historic community of Vinings with a population of about 7,000. If the two bills and a third to create a new city of East Cobb are approved by the state Senate and signed into law, Cobb County could face one of the most pivotal elections in its history less than four months from today. Add in a proposed fourth referendum to create the city of Mableton in November and more than a quarter of the county's residents would be in newly created cities by next year. Supporters of Lost Mountain and Vinings presented united arguments ahead of Monday's vote. The cities were needed, they said, because residents of the areas want local control of their development in their communities through a city planning and zoning department. That's a very key uh, detail to remember. Mm -hmm. Quote, the folks who live in West Cobb, they do have representation, but it's one commissioner for roughly 200,000 people, uh, Representative Jenny Earhart said, a Republican who represents the area. The two cities will be led by city councils that represent different geographic districts, but are elected citywide. 
In addition to zoning, the two cities would provide only limited public services. Both would provide code enforcement and parks, while Lost Mountain would also have a sanitation department. Other critical services, such as public safety, water, and roads, would continue to be provided by the county governments. Cobb's Democratic lawmakers complained to no avail that the process was rushed. Um, and in a letter circulated at the Capitol Monday, Cobb elected elections director Janine Eveler said her staff was already having to go going to be hard pressed to prepare for the May primary due to delays in, in approving redistricting maps following the 2020 census. So this is going to be very, very interesting. And like I said, one of them key details is that they want control over the development in their communities through a city planning and zoning department, which totally makes sense, because as anybody who's been living in Atlanta or the metro Atlanta area for any time knows that they be throwing up houses. And basically what these people said, we want to make sure that we got control over what kind of housing you can put over here so we can control what kind of people can stay over here. OK, mm -hmm. so something to consider if you think about living in Vinings or possibly in this new city of Lost Mountain in East Cobb. So this is almost like a huge HOA. Yep. Like, you know, they 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 want to control the narrative of what kind of community they are living in. They don't want nobody to come in and fuck up the church as much. Right. <laughs> okay. Coco, what you think? Um, Buckhead, you probably should take notes. Mm -hmm. uh, like, let's start there. But I get it. I do understand. And I think if Buckhead would have tried to do that years ago, before they just, you know, I think their main concern was just crime. But there, it's not, you know, I think for when it comes to politics, you got to know how to write the language. I'm pretty sure Lost Mountain is one to control, like you said, who moves in there so, you know, they can keep crime um, low and, you know, just keep shit chilled and laid back. But Budcat was just thinking about all of the money that they can get by having all of these business come in and this, that, and the third. But if they probably, like, would have got their language together, they maybe could, you know, learn from Cobb County. But and it makes sense. I get it. Made some shape. Let yeah, me say one more thing. Let me say one more thing, too. Buckhead is at a disadvantage as well <clears throat> because Buckhead, y'all got to remember, y'all got a whole bunch of pot mints all over the city of mm -hmm. quote-unquote Buckhead. And that is, respectfully, part of the reason why y'all don't have control over your population. Most of the people that stay in Buckhead, or at least most of the people that's active in Buckhead that, you know, uh, contribute to some of the problems that's going on in Buckhead and also contribute a lot of money to Buckhead, it ain't just the people who own property there. Y'all got a whole bunch of apartments over there as well. Vinings and East Cobb don't have a whole bunch of apartments. And them apartments they got, it's the same way they're trying to control development, it's certain kind of people that stay in them apartments. So I think that Buckhead, like you said, they jumped the gun a little bit. Y'all didn't realize that y'all was being greedy. So y'all let everybody in and let anybody who had a drug dealer boyfriend who had some cash uh, stay in them apartments. Mm -hmm. And now you complain about what's going on. You wasn't mad. Uh, when Lennox and Fields was popping and also this crime thing wasn't a conversation until the pandemic happened well of course crime adjusted it adjusted everywhere during the pandemic because people was broke, people was hungry so you know I'm not saying that you shouldn't be prideful and try to protect your city but y'all let it go too far and so now you're at a point where it's really not even it's not even financially prudent or, academic, or educationally prudent or politically prudent for y'all to be trying to move your, remove yourselves from the city of Atlanta so, Kirby, question. Um, do you think that the success or failure of Vinings will have any effect on Buckhead's next go at this? 
Um, no, and the reason why I say that is because the population difference. Vinings, like you said, was about seven thousand people, and anybody that's from the Atlanta area knows that Vinings they move they move in silence, like a G and Lasagna. Um, they have been their own little pocket. They've been had control of their situation. So them getting cityhood is just putting a stamp of, of, of making it official um, out here. But Vinings has always been very tight about how they move. Um, they're mm-hmm. tight as a community. It's the people that live there know each other and brought one another there, similar to like a Peachtree City, Georgia. Buckhead, on the other hand, like I said, is this big metropolitan uh, come one, come all. You may not be able to own property here, but come spend your money over here. And as we reported in, a, in another um, episode, the the business owners in Buckhead are not trying to hear that shit. It's like, wait, what? Y'all want to become your own city? That's going to decrease our, our foot traffic. Again, mm-hmm. the reason people come to Buckhead is to be entertained, to eat, and to go shop. If y'all start putting up barriers and putting up gates and stuff like that, all right, y'all might be able to protect yourselves, but that $230 million of funds that y'all was giving to Atlanta is probably going to turn into $230 worth of funds. So you're going to have to calm down. Yeah. And like you say, under K with apartments, you know, a lot of a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of them apartments that is in Buckhead in the Midtown area, like they're income-based. Cause right. I know, cause a lot of my, uh, you know, the families that I work with, they live out there, and I was trying to figure out how the fuck they live out there. But then they started explaining, <laughs> like, well, you know, we get assistance, um, you know, cause I may pay just like two hundred dollars, but you know, my next door neighbor, they made like they pay, they may pay like twenty four hundred for a one bedroom. Right. I was like, okay, it makes sense now. Okay, I'm getting it. So I think, you know, like you said, them being greedy. I think they just was not thinking about the long-term effects of just having all this foot tracking traffic and letting any and everybody live there. Not to be saying that people on assistance would be fucking up shit, but y'all know. I mean, but let's just keep it real. As a person who is a homeowner, and I'm not trying to disrespect people that grew up in apartments and live in apartments, but I'm sorry, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all just don't know. It's it's not a, it's not a disrespect (laughs) thing. But y'all don't know and understand what it means to be a property owner and how much energy it takes and how much money it takes. If you uh, turn the carpets over and bust the windows out and leave the dryer fucked up, you just get to walk away from it. When stuff breaks in my house, I got to pay for it. Plus property taxes. People that live in apartments don't pay property taxes. And if you live in a place like Buckhead, property taxes is not low. These people not paying $3,000 a year, $5,000 a year. These folks paying $10,000, $20,000 in um, property taxes a year. Because, I mean, it's expensive to be in Buckhead. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I understand, like, if you're a resident of Buckhead, you might feel a way. But, again, y'all let the, y'all let the plug run off a long time ago. <laughs> so, I, you know, you complain about not having no uh, no inventory. But, again, y'all be letting folks run off with y'all stuff. Somebody walked off with all y'all stuff, and they been did it. So, you know, you just going to take this L. Speaking of taking the L... Uh, Vernon Jones, y'all remember that name? Mm-hmm. Used to be the CEO of DeKalb County for uh, quite a while. Had a little controversy there. Was never, you know, convicted or indicted on anything. Um, Listen, or anything like that. But a lot of controversy. But anyway, he, he uh, famously became went from Democrat to Republican. Um, and then he was the first GOP candidate to throw his hat into the primary race against Governor Brian Kemp. Said he wanted to be the next governor of Georgia, um, but Monday uh, this past this past week he actually uh, changed that. He held a conference and let everybody know that he's pulling out of the race. He's no longer going to run for governor against Brian Kemp, um, but he is lending his support uh, to challenger David Perdue, 
um, who is yeah. actually being backed by Donald Trump. Help us. So I guess um, you know, Governor Brian Kemp don't fill out with with Trump, um, but. He also announced that after much prayer and consideration, he's decided that he can best serve the people of Georgia in the Congress of the United States of America. Um, he said that on his social media. So now he's not running for, for governor of Georgia, but he's running for the 10th uh, district uh, Congress, a seat there. Um, according to CNN, Donald Trump did promise to endorse Jones in Congress, in his run for Congress, if he stepped away from the governor's race and didn't split the vote against Kemp. So they working together to try to get Kemp out, and y'all know who they all are gearing up to fight against. Mm-hmm. Our girl Stacey Abrams. <sighs> Jones did not um, validate whether this was true or not, um, but he said, I believe that strong conservative voices need to be heard as we lead America into the future. Because of this decision, I'm officially withdrawing my candidacy for governor effective today, and I will be supporting David Perdue for governor. Um, we'll see what happens um, in November. We all know we're looking at Stacey as the front runner on the Democratic side, and I guess we're trying to see what's going to happen um, on the Republican side. So my question for you guys, what do you think about this? Do you think that he has a chance in Congress? Were you checking for Vernon Jones to run for governor? And do you think that this split, possible split between Kemp and David Perdue could hurt the GOP? Coco, what you think? So to be honest, he doesn't come across my radar. Like, I don't think about him, honestly. Um, And yeah, he's just really not that important to me. And I guess we just got to really see how it goes. Um, de- definitely with them um, gearing toward or running against Miss um, Stacey Abrams. Um, and I think they're kind of doing it because David Perdue, he white, right? Oh, he's very yeah. white. That's the chicken, that's the yeah, chicken he's family. Very white. So, yes, he, he's right, endorsed so he's by Donald Trump. Right. And I think that they, he, he needs that backing from a person of color because I think they feel like we're going to relate more to him or he have a chance if he have a person of color and somebody who also was like head of the cap on his side. You get what I'm saying? So I really just see it as a political move. I really, I just want to see how it um, turn out in the end. I want to see how this battle is really about to be. I think Vernon Jones need to figure out what size fries he wants. Um, you want small, medium, or large? Um, first, you, you went over there and played Legos with the Cab County because I didn't hear some right. stories from my pa- from my parents' generation about all the foolishness you was doing over there in the Cab County. That's number one. Um, number two, again, pick a seat, pick a seat, any seat on the bus, baby. First, you wanted to be the governor, okay? Then they was like, no Negro. Uh, that's Kemp's position. You gonna calm down? Now maybe you can try out this Congress situation. And I'm pretty sure he's probably running for House of Representatives because I don't think that Vernon Jones got enough clout to be running for uh, Georgia Senate at this particular point. Um, you also are giving me, you took your wife to master vibes. Um, <laughs> I understand that he's a Republican. There's nothing wrong with being a black Republican. Um, but y'all know I, how I feel about certain types of black men. I feel like they're the white women of black people. Like, yes. you... 
You're real unsupportive. You're looking real unsupportive right now. Um, <laughs> Stacey is not going to be a negative influence on this state with your Democratic or Republican. It is very clear that Stacey is powerful. It's very clear that she can be effective in the things that she does. You know, hashtag Spelman graduate, hashtag Yale graduate, um, hashtag from Mississippi. So don't play with her. Um, or it might be Alabama. My apologies, Stacey. Um, I don't know your biography, baby. But um, I just think it's very interesting that Vernon is doing this whole uh, jump, jump, checkerboard uh, monopoly type of behavior. He just want to be in a political position. He want to be seen. I don't even know if he really want to be effective. I don't I, I don't hear anything about Vernon Jones and what he tries to do politically. I just hear about Vernon Jones trying to be in politics. So I, I just I'm not I'm not impressed by him. And I'm not necessarily really interested in his campaign. What I am interested in is to see what happens when folks find out that he is going to be backed by uh, potentially backed uh, by Trump. Um, now, I understand from a political theater standpoint that having Trump support can definitely get you elected out here, in particular by a certain subset of white folks. So, OK, fine. You decided, all right, I know which plug I want to go to. I know which kind of drugs I want to sell or whatever. That may be fine. But Vernon, you playing with fire. You already done flip, and then didn't he flip from Democrat to Republican? Wasn't he a Democrat before? He was. He's always been Democratic. Yeah. Um. He was Democratic when he was in DeKalb County um, as CEO. He just recently switched to Republican, and that was a big controversy when that happened as well. I want to point something out to you guys as well about the 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 strategic move um, that he is making. Remember, he is being uh, endorsed. Uh, supposedly by Donald Trump. He's had a lot of FaceTime with Donald Trump. He crowd surfed at a Donald Trump rally, famously. Oh, a lot of photos and, and video of that. Now, he is running for co a congressional seat in the 10th district of Georgia. Now, he does not live in the 10th district of Georgia, but you don't have to legally. You only have to live in Georgia. But the 10th district, just to give you an idea, and the reason I'm familiar with the 10th district is because of some of the places in, included in it, and you'll hear why. Um, counties in the 10th district, Baldwin County, Barrow, oh. Butts, Clark, Columbia, Glasscock, Green, Gwinnett, only partial part of Gwinnett. Um, they're also in the 7th and 4th district. Hancock, parts of Henry. They're also in the 3rd and 13th. Jasper County, Jefferson, Johnson, Lincoln, McDuffie, Morgan, part of Newton. Uh, we're also in the 4th District. Oconee, Oglethorpe, Putnam, Telfaro, Walton, Warren, Washington, and Wilkes. Now, some cities that may be um, familiar in this district, Athens, Eatonton, Jackson, Milledgeville, Monroe, Washington, um, Watsonville, Winder, and Wrightsville, and I'm going to throw Monticello in there because they're in Jasper County. So um, I'm originally from Milledgeville. Um, I currently live in um, Newton County, and um, I spend quite a bit of time in Jasper County um, in Eatonton because I have a lot of family there. So when you hear those counties and those cities, you kind of get an idea mm -hmm. of what a, a lot of the population that lives there looks like and thinks like and, and their values. And you might see a lot of Trump support there um, from, from our Caucasian constituents. Um, so very strategically, 
he's running in the 10th district um, as opposed to another district. Um, so I just wanted to point that out to you guys. So he want to have control over country white people? I don't understand. I think he knows that where Donald Trump's support comes from. And that's how he's like not. Okay. He just want to get, he just want to be in politics. He want, That's he what I'm saying. He, he can't so, make a decision like, on whether he want a small, large, or a medium fry. Like, right. I, you just, yeah, you this, is, this is foolishness. It, not to be rude, but a lot of those people, them Trump supporters, they're not really as educated as the ones who live, you know, in metro Atlanta. So it makes sense. You get what I'm saying? Like, he don't have to do that much work. All he got to do is say, I'm supported by Trump, and boom. They may, you know, go along with the foolishness. So and it makes course. sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Something else they say makes perfect sense is uh, former Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms' new job. Oh, child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> former politician, I guess we can call her. Um, uh, and uh, she started her mayoral office in 2018 as the mayor of Atlanta and completed her term in 2022. Y'all know we covered the mayoral race and campaign and election uh, when Andre, we like to call him Dre Dickens, took over. Um, she let us know she wouldn't be seeking any second terms. Um, she was pretty much going to put her political hat down. Um, but for the first time, she's made another uh, big announcement. She said, I'm thrilled to officially announce that I've joined CNN as a political commentator. As a FAMU student, I applied for the coveted uh, VJ program at CNN, and I didn't get in. To now join the team nearly 30 years later is a reminder that a dream deferred is never a dream denied, um, which is which was a nice little thing that she put on there. Um she said that she had checked off a lot of things off her list of things she wanted to accomplish while in office. Um, and, you know, now she's looking for something new. This is in addition to a lot of other unpaid post mayoral roles for bottom. So baby got to have a job where she actually get the check. Right. Um, she's currently serving as vice chair of civic engagement and voter protection for the democratic national committee, um, a position she maintained while she was, Still mayor, by the way. Um, she was also named as honorary HBCU Executive Leadership Institute Fellow at Clark Atlanta University. That was in June of 2021, and she still works with the university. Um, so the Atlanta-based news organization has not indicated when people can expect to see the former mayor on screen. So we don't know when exactly she's going to pop up on our screens in one of those beautiful boxes. Um Giving her commentary, so I want to know what you guys think, Kirby. Are you are you checking for former Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms on CNN? Are you looking forward to her commentary? Do you think she has, um, through her experience, a lot to contribute? Um, I just want to say congratulations to her. I mean, at the end of the day, this is another Black woman accomplishing um, uh, things. So definitely hype about that. Um, will I be watching her? No, I am not a huge fan of CNN. CNN is a bought and paid for network and growing up in Atlanta and watching CNN and knowing about Ted Turner and his story. Um, I'm just very disappointed in CNN as of late. Um, while I still occasionally, you know, read their articles, um, I tend to be more of an Associated Press kind of person because Associated mm -hmm. Press um, is one of the very few news or news organizations that is still uh, doing things in a journalistic um, manner with journalistic ethics um, and behavior. So just reporting the news, not having an opinion on the news. 
Um, and respectfully, you know, again, congratulations, Black Girl Magic, um, APS graduate, which I know how I feel about people that went to Douglas High School. I don't fuck with y'all. Um, and <laughs> again, respectfully, um, I don't really care to hear Keisha speak because she's just not really a great order. So um, that's not, it's not interesting to me. I don't feel pulled in. Like, I don't, no, I, I'd rather listen to Paint Dry. Well, all right. <laughs> Auntie Coco, your thoughts? Um, really, kudos to her. Um, this is something that she always wanted to do. So I know that she's happy um, in achieving her goal. But I'm like, Auntie K, like, would I turn on the TV to watch her? No. Maybe if I, you know, catch a glimpse of it at the gym or whatever, like maybe flipping through channels. But I'm like, I'm like, Auntie K, she's just not a good. She just doesn't give good commentary to me. Like, she really can't grab my attention with anything that she says. Um, so, I don't know. I just want to, hopefully, it works out for her. Hopefully, she enjoy it. Maybe she could provide good commentary. I don't know. Okay. Well, as Keisha, we're going to be watching you. I can tell you what, honey. You can come to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet show and get some commentary and let us <laughs> know right. what's going on you can do that and you can catch us on wednesday on instagram live at eight o'clock p.m and give some commentary there honey open invite mm -hmm. just don't bring that macaroni and cheese thank you oh <laughs> it was hating on your mac and cheese auntie keisha i would have tasted the mac and cheese i ain't gonna lie i would have tasted it auntie keisha because it probably tasted good but we're going we gonna to look out for you. We're going to see what happens. I hope that you give everybody a pleasant surprise and you body your job and do an amazing job um, as a commentator and actually get uh, FaceTime and improve, you know, I, I don't want to say it like that, but prove your worth. You know what I mean? Prove that I deserve to be here and I, I bring a lot to the table. She definitely deserved to be there. I just, I'm, I'm bored by her. That's all. <laughs> yeah, me too. And you're not a fan of CNN. Say that again, Auntie Coco. I said I, I get bored by her too, and I just don't know what it is. Maybe they, maybe they'll work with her. You know maybe. what I mean? You know what? Yes, we're gonna pray she get a coach. Yeah, I think that she tries to please everybody, and I think that's what make her commentary bored. Like, no, say how you really feel in a respectful okay. way. You know, keep your job. So you now know, that she don't have to play politics, right? right. Maybe it will get yeah. better. Okay, yeah, maybe I, we'll get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely here for that. Get some honest communicator. All right. But that's all right. also assuming she don't want to run for her office again in the future. So we're gonna see. Right. This is true. This is true. So okay, well, we'll keep our good eye on that. Another thing we're trying to keep our eye on is what is going on with Marta. Now I know they say they renege in spades, but did Marta renege on <laughs> some investment promises? And do we get uh how many books back we get from them? I don't know. Um, but I know Auntie Coco about to break it down for us and let us know what is going on with Marta. Well, I don't know, y'all. It looked like Marta may have ran off on the plug twice. I don't know. Mm -mm. So a lot of um, anger and concern over Marta's plan in Southwest Atlanta came out during a meeting on Tuesday um, they had um, at the Mount Carmel Baptist Church to express their concerns and hear from the mayor and the um, city council members. So back in 2016, um, Atlanta voters approve a half cent sales tax raise for Atlanta transit expansion to um, provide a light rail on Kennington Road um, where the MARTA uh, uh, transit sit at. So it's 2000 and what, um, 22? 
yeah, Campbellton Road do not have their light rail. So Atlanta is trying to figure out what did y'all do with our money? And a lot of people say this may have contributed to, you know, the suicide of Mars CEO. I'm not really 100% about that. You know what I'm saying? Allegedly, you know, I ain't trying to get sued or nothing because I ain't got no money for y'all to take. Um, but I don't know, y'all, what y'all think about it. Auntie Kirby? Um, as a resident um, and, a, and, a, and a car carrying, flag flying, uh, <laughs> I bleed Southwest Atlanta. So this this is really hurtful to me. And also shout out to Mount Carmel Baptist Church, my last church home before I decided to leave um, the Baptist Conference. Um, and uh, Pastor Timothy Fleming, uh, senior and uh, junior. Um, this is really, really hurtful. You know, that corridor of Southwest Atlanta um, has been a really big part of the black community and um, a big part of employment in that side of the community. Um, and just also an area where we gather um, and where a lot of the good community energy is. So for us to have been spending, and I say us because I still own property over there, for us to be spending that extra uh, six cents, which that sounds like just a little bit of money, but over six mm-hmm. years from hundreds of thousands of residents, that's a lot of fucking mm-hmm. money. And so for it to magically go missing, and I pray, I really pray that that's not why that man jumped in front of that martyr train. Although it would be very ironic and apropos at the same time if that's what you was over there doing, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um that is really, really harmful, and it speaks to a history of white folks stealing from black folks. Like this, and this wasn't even no situation where folks just was donating money. This is public funding. This is tax money that we was giving to these people right. to expand our neighborhood and expand transportation, so that these kids and these grown and these older people, because we have a lot of older people on that side of town who are mm-hmm. Southwest Atlanta residents from since being in the '60s and the late '50s, mm-hmm. still staying over there. And y'all gonna steal these people money? I don't know who did it. And I don't know who's responsible, but I'm going to say this. I hope that whatever it was, whoever it was, that you get what you gave. Right. And I don't know if I mentioned, but it was over $200 million. That's exactly. That's exactly. a lot of fucking money. And, to, and for people to really... So I went... So I got my degree in um, business administration. And it's very hard to get a city of people to agree on the increased sale tax. Like, that's yes. very, very hard. So that means that these people was willingly or agreed to, you know, go have the price of living go up so they can better their community, and y'all took money from them. And y'all wonder why black people, especially because y'all know Campbell's Road, y'all know who live up there, have a hard time trusting politics and have a hard time wanting to build up their community because you steal it from us. We work hard for our money. Listen, hey, I'm looking forward to suing the fuck out of the city. They what we need to, need to do is go get Miss uh, Bertha Darden. Yes. The the lady who ran down on Mayor Reed before you leave. Listen. Before you leave, they need to bring her to the meeting. Matter of fact, any community meeting you go to, you need to bring Miss Bertha Darden down yes. to the meeting to get on the microphone. And don't play with her. Don't play with her. And she's going to introduce her husband, too. <laughs> you know. And call out the local neighbors as well. 
because she been down in these communities. No, I think it's like y'all said, it is it's very unfortunate. I have a question for you guys. Do you think that because these are majority black areas, that they thought that this was just going to go and nobody was going to say anything? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Okay, go the ahead. The city of Atlanta has been tr- mistreating the West Side and specifically the SWATs like a redheaded stepchild for the last 40 years. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that this happened because there's a lot of stuff that was supposed to happen on my side of town that did not. And what's crazy to me is that, respectfully, the Black people that made it possible for Black folks to be rich in Atlanta are from the SWATs, period. Mm-hmm. So the fact that y'all just keep disrespecting and disregarding us, and don't get me wrong, I understand there's an accountability piece too. This is why I'm hoping, and I'm going to keep my good eye on this, because I want to see what attorney is going to get called into the fold. Somebody going to have to get sued, specifically the city of Atlanta, um, behind this foolishness. Somebody getting the fucking money back. And I don't, and, and, and allegedly, if it was that man that jumped in front of that train, I pray that it's not, because I don't, you know, I don't like talking about people. I don't like talking about the dead. But if it was him, his whole estate need to go to the city, uh, go to the Southwest Atlanta uh, bank account and keep it pushing. Well, speaking of bank accounts and people getting money, uh, while Marta is is falling short on this Campbellton Road transit project um, investment promises, Atlanta seems to be reviving some grant programs to help small businesses. Coco, can you give us a little bit more detail on that? Yeah, so a lot of small businesses and nonprofits, let me tell you how to get some coins, you know, to help yourself out. <laughs> so Mayor Andre Dickens announced Thursday that the city is revising the resurgence grant fund. Um, that was that program was originally formed in 2020 um, by uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, um, and it will be handled by Invest Atlanta. So there is about $10.4 million available in grant funding, um, according to the news release. So Atlanta businesses and nonprofits can apply for up to $40,000 to help cover pandemic-related business changes and costs. The city said grant money can be used for COVID-related expenses like personal protective equipment, cleaning supplies, and other supplies or uh, measures used to protect employees and customers. Um, So um, y'all need to go to Invest Atlanta, get on Google, start looking it up and get y'all coins but please 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 do not use this as a ppp <laughs> game because what really happened is like a lot of people get it and they don't really need it and they want to go buy cars and louis and all of that but then you got to think about the people who need it who's unable to get it because they may have missed a deadline or somebody application before them was approved and there there wasn't and you really don't got a business like I understand it's grant money. It don't have to get paid back, but please let the people who really need to get it, don't use it as a come up. I mean, unless you got a small business or a nonprofit. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a business that's been, um, you know, active for years. Like, if you got a good business plan, you can get you some coins. So mm-hmm. I want everybody to get them some coins, but please do right with the coins. Because like um, um, the mayor said, this will help them thrive and continue to serve as the heart of the, as the heart of communities across Atlanta. Like it will help them with challenges every single day. So what y'all think about it? Kirby? Um, I mean that's cute or whatever, but honestly, cancel that program and give Southwest Atlanta their money back. Ooh. Oh, she's not playing. You know what? <clears throat> I want to refund. She said, till you do right by Southwest Atlanta. We do, till you do right by the SWATs. 
everything y'all think about gonna fail. Everything. Everything. Yeah, I mean it is it is kind of hard to watch money, you know, being handed around and you sitting there like, uh, hello, we we ain't got our cut yet, but it is a grant program. Um, I I, I'm I'm just kind of with Auntie Coco. I hope that you know people who apply for it are legitimately using this money. Um and, and that it is assisting them the way that it was intended to, and that we just don't see a bunch of like, you know, new cars on the street. <laughs> but you know how that's done? That's through the administration of the program. And so if the people mm-hmm. who are administering the program don't do their due diligence on who they're giving mm-hmm. the money to, the same shit gonna happen. Um, while we on the topic of people giving money to people, um, Coco, I'm going to need your help with this one, too. Okay, because I guess I'm coming to you for all the money. You, you, you follow the money. You follow, follow the, the money. money. You follow the, the money. Yes, so I think, you, I think you can help me out with this one, too. So there was some Karen. I, I don't know. I guess uh-uh. like, nobody knows who she is, but she basically ran off on the plug not once but twice but multiple times. Girl. She was scamming. Five. Tell me what was going on with this. So Athens Clark County Police Department is asking a asking for the public's help to identify a white woman um, accused of passing over $32,000 in stolen or forged checks over a two-day period. So she was all up in Norcross, Kennesaw, Woodstock, Douglas, Conyers, and Covington (laughs) on February 2nd and February 3rd. And y'all, they posted a picture of her. She got the Karen haircut and everything. So apparently she uh the stick the checks the stick lord the checks were stolen from a car in um Athens and I guess oh. yeah so it was a a burglary at a, well, a car oh. sale or something like that so the checks was got stolen out of a car but y'all know what's the craziest part though what? I'm just not understanding how she was able to pass over thirty two thousand dollars in two days. And I don't know if y'all know about this story, but let me see. I'm going to show y'all how race is into it. Like, she's a white woman, right? So, you know, if a white woman go purchase a TV for $7,000, which I don't know what TV costs that much, but if she writing a check, they're not even going to ask her for nothing. They're going to automatically assume that that's her money and she got it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if y'all heard about the story in Houston where a medical doctor filed a $1 million lawsuit against Chase Bank. She was a black woman. Um, she went. She wanted to open up a bank account with a check, and you no, know, a deposit a check that was worth sixteen thousand dollars, and they was refusing to cash the check because they say it looked suspicious. Now, mind you, this is a medical doctor. The check is a hundred percent accurate, adequate, everything, but they was just giving her a hard time. So that goes to show you how, if I, as a black woman, wanted to buy something that was very expensive and I used the check how they're going to run me through the mud just to verify that this check is real while mm-hmm. you goddamn Karen is out here bouncing around writing checks after checks after bouncing checks around. and nobody bouncing around. <laughs> First of all, the suspicion should have been now at the bank, that's different uh, with checks. But who walks around writing right. checks in 2022? Now, when we was growing up, Checks was a very normal thing. I used to work at the grocery store. That was my first uh, real job. I started working there at 14. And, you know, uh, when you run the cash register back then, checks 
was like a lot of people wrote checks. Right. Um, and you know, we used to do a little check, run the little, you know, check the ID, run it through the little check machine. I used to love running the cash register. I just felt like I was doing so much and I was just so cute with my little job. But um, that was a very normal thing back then, but checks kind of became pretty much obsolete. Like, how often right. do y'all touch your checkbook? Shit. I don't yeah. have a checkbook. I used to get special right. name checks. I used to get um, my first checks. I remember I had Mickey Mouse checks, and they were like Disney and Mickey themed, and I had a, a patent leather Mickey Mouse check holder, checkbook holder. Um you know, because it was something you did, you know, you pull out your checkbook. I had to be cute. You know, the equivalent of people be getting like fancy pictures and stuff put on a debit card now. But the suspicion for me would have been who comes and buy and buy something out of store with a check? Right. Yeah, I'm checking everything. Now this, this ain't normal. I give some grace on the writing of the checks because we still do have a huge population of people across the country who are over the age of 50 and they very much still balance their checkbooks and still use checks to pay their bills, all of that. So that is not what's so confusing to me. What's confusing to me is the amount. Right. Most banks have limits on how much you can mm-hmm. be playing around with on a day-to-day basis. How did she get 32 thou wow in one day? Why is you leaving your checkbook in the car to get stolen? Like, that's uh, maybe it was an elder, you know. Maybe it was an elderly person, because like you said, who the fuck is round round with checks? <laughs> and also the electronic check process. I mean, maybe these people did have thirty two thousand in their account, because what it sounds like yeah. is she knew who she was stealing from as well. Yeah, right. From a, I mean, like honestly, like I was taught, like don't leave stuff in your seat, don't do any of that because it's just inviting somebody to come break into your car. Now, I also know like people who didn't grow up like that. I mean, me and my aunt. Uh, was talking about this recently and laughing about it like she got friends like that too that will like leave their car unlocked and leave their purse on the seat and she'd be like uh girl you can get Atlanta now stop playing you know but people be like oh my god like if they really need it that bad I guess they can have it but no okay, I I wasn't raised like that you know that ain't my ministry I don't know about their life so maybe it was something like that an area where you know, it's not uncommon to leave your doors unlocked. It's not a lot of theft in that area. You know, maybe it fell out their bag. You know, I've had that happen. You know how you get out the car and something can fall out your pocket or out your bag and it just be sitting on the seat and you didn't know. Um, it could have been something like that. I don't know. Maybe she stole it from somebody she knows. I'm thinking she did because how the fuck you know they, they got that type of cat? You know what I'm saying? Like, because at some point or another, see, nowadays with the electronic check in, systems that are at cash registers and at places they typically can check and tell whether you got the funds even yeah. if you write the check so that's what i'm just like you this she might have knew who she was stealing from that's what it sounded like to me maybe and maybe knew they had it in there to mm-hmm. take because if she had stolen it from me she wouldn't have got that far right let me tell you something if she had stolen this shit first of all i don't keep large amounts of money in my checking account that's number one um so even if you did steal my checks you was gonna be pleasantly surprised. You might have been able to get a happy meal with what's in my checking account. Yeah. I because and, and real quick financial tip. Keep your money in your savings or in a place where that is getting you interest until it's time to pay your bills and then transfer it to your checking account, child. That I'll way your debit card won't get what if now? you ain't got no money, can't nobody steal it from you. <laughs> <laughs> <I hear> you. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm just yeah, saying, like, we we don't got too old to be keeping uh, keeping that much kind of that kind of money in a checking yeah. account. You don't you don't do that. If you got if you got thirty two thousand dollars, that need to be in uh, a savings or some CDs or some bonds. Or if you need it to be liquid and easy to get access to, like I said, get you a little one percent return savings account. Keep that money in there, mm-hmm. let it grow, and when you need it, transfer it to the account that you need it to be on. And then take it a step further. If y'all really about that finance life, you should be living off your credit cards and then paying your credit cards off in full at the end of the month with your whatever mm-hmm. your recurring expenses are. But that's yeah. a whole other conversation. Depending on who she stole it from. I mean, I definitely know some people who have way more than that in their check-in and their savings looks unreal. Um, they credit is done, you know, they're doing all those things, but it literally because of the money that they make, they might have six figures or so in their check in. Mm-hmm. It's just liquid money, but that's they still don't want to get it stolen. Right. Um, so you know, there's something too. Maybe you have to make those adjustments in today's climate and just not have that kind of money in your check in. I don't know. Um, what I do know is that the Brit Awards tried to switch some things up and. Some people got a little bit upset at Adele when she won an award. So, Kirby, break that down for us. Let us know what happened. What was the change? Why they mad at Adele? Adele criticized over Brit's award speech after saying she loves, quote, being a woman. Uh, Adele was criticized for saying she loves being a woman while first gender neutral artist of the year award at the 2022 Brit's Awards on Tuesday. And to give context, the Brit Awards had decided that they didn't want to utilize uh, gender-specific categories anymore in response to, you know, some of the changes we're making just as a society. It says the new category best female and best male categories from the previous Brit Award shows. It is unclear what caused the Brits to change the name of the award category and a representative did not respond uh, to requests for comment. It says Adele took home the award for the best artist, album, and song of the year. Quote, I understand why the name of this award has changed, but I really love being a woman and being a female artist. I do, Adele said while accepting the award. Quote, I'm really proud of us. I really, really am, she added. Well, Adele's speech had social media users criticizing her for being anti-trans and others coming to her defense. Quote, please, no, Adele, don't you, Adele can't be a TERF. Uh, and for those that don't know, TERF is a trans-exclusionary radical feminist um, and is considered a cuss word these days. Uh, one social media user wrote, according to page six, someone else says, so Adele's a bit turfy then. Good, good. Another user quoted, the acronym TERF, like I said, stands for trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Um, and also another social media user defended Adele and claimed the singer, quote unquote, stands with trans rights, quote, using this to be transphobic and saying shit like I stand with Adele while Adele would hate you for being transphobic. She stands with trans rights. And if you don't, then you don't really un- then you don't really stand with Adele. Get the fuck out. <laughs> another expressed confusion over the reaction to Adele's speech, quote, it kind of doesn't matter if Adele recants or not. The user wrote, the world The world has seen the reaction to her words. Most of them are saying, what the actual F? Adele has not publicly commented on the debate. Uh, her speech started quite yet. Instead, she shared a short thank you note on Twitter following the awards show. Quote, what a night. Thank you, Brits. Thank you, Sally and Tom, for being so accommodating. Thank you to everyone who was there in the crowd. You were so loud and loving. Congratulations to all the other winners and nominees. Um... And it says Adele's speech has the Rolling in the Deep singer back in the headlines after her she postponed her Las Vegas residency. Y'all, here's my thing. 
you know, sometimes people have a tendency to take things too far. And that's one of this. This is definitely one of them situations. If we are going to have equity and equality around gender identity, that also applies to people who identify as women and female and as man and male. It doesn't mm-hmm. just apply to non-binary people or just apply to trans people. If you want to have certain rights and live in a world where you are respected, the same has to go to others. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that similar to many other marginalized people's issues, that historically trans people, non-binary people, queer people have been discriminated against, hated, and even killed for the, for identifying as who they are. But again, if you want to live in a world where everybody can identify as who they are and what they are and what they want to be, that applies to women and people who identify as female and to men and people who identify as male as well. So this outrage, this outrage is not, it's not making sense. The math is not mathing. What y'all think? Coco? Um, I'm trying to figure out what she said was wrong. She loves being a woman. Regardless. Um, like Auntie K said, I gotta, and I'm not trying to be rude or insensitive because I know how I go, but you're not gonna make me feel bad about being a woman. Period. Like out like you're just not. Everything has to be exclusive. Exclusive. Like you, I can love who I am, but still not have a problem with who you are. And I I don't understand what she said was wrong. I'm still trying to figure out what how is she offensive. But maybe I don't understand. So I just want to point out Sam Smith. Yeah, I know Sam Smith. Stay with me. Yeah. Um, he, uh, well, let me, uh, Sam Smith spoke out about plans to keep gender-based categories um, in award ceremonies. So Smith came out as non-binary um, in 2019 and changed their pronouns to they, them in September of that year, right? Um, so this kind of put a little pressure on the Brit Awards um, to, I guess, move with the times. Um, Smith said on uh, Instagram, the Brits have been an important part of my career. One of my earliest achievements was winning Critics' Choice in 2014. Um, Music for me has always been about unification, not division. I look forward to a time where award shows can be reflective of the society we live in. Let's celebrate everybody regardless of gender, race, age, ability, sexuality, and class. Um, The Brits Award responded um, through a spokesperson saying, um, the Brits love Sam. Sam won our critics. um, uh Oh, I lost my, I don't know. Sam won our Critics' Choice Award, now Rising Star, back in 2014, and went on to enjoy incredible international stardom, winning more Brit Awards and nominations along the way, as well as giving us some of the most memorable performances ever. Sam is an extraordinary British artist and we agree with what they have said today. The Brits are committed to evolving the show and the gendered categories are very much under review, but any changes made to be more inclusive need to be just that. If a change unintentionally leads to less inclusion, then it risks being counterproductive to diversity and equality. We need to consult more widely before changes are made to make sure we get it right so i think that that part about if a change unintentionally leads to less inclusion 
um, or, you know, counterproductive people feeling left out and unseen, that's something to think about too. Adele, I think was saying, I take a lot of pride in being a female artist in this industry, because let's be real, the female experience in workplaces period is very specific and different. And it always has been. Um, and even though Sam Smith may identify as non-binary, he, her, them, I mean, them, they, excuse me, um, he is, Sam Smith is seen as a man. He, he shows up in the world as a man and he's respected as a man. And his Sam Smith's experience is going to be different than Adele's. Um, and I think that that's what she was saying. Like that, I, she takes pride in being able to accomplish what she's been able to accomplish as a woman artist. Um, th I think there's a lot more that has to go into this thought process. Like Auntie Kirby said, equality is equality, but equality does not mean that you get more privilege mm -hmm. than others. You know, if you want to be equal, you got to jump in that same wagon with the rest of us. You know what I mean? So, the, the, and that includes the good and the bad and the ugly. You don't get to just pick out only the good part. So, with that means you don't always get your way because none of us do. Um, and if I, we're going to complain, complain about the fact that there probably weren't enough non binary artists nominated in the first place. Right. Now, and let's what, also complain what, about the fact that non binary artists don't get the same type of privilege or the same type of um uh i guess you would say publicity that a woman or an identified woman or identified male artist would get and i also find it very interesting that this was a famous highly sold highly acclaimed artist sam smith who actually probably had a lot to do with the fact that the Brit Awards changed the categories yeah. so that they could keep him coming back to the show. Because let's keep it a hundo schmundo. The Brit Awards would not be entertaining without your favorite entertainers there. So if your favorite yeah. entertainers decide, well, I'm non-binary, then of course these award shows are going to adjust how they operate. Yeah, it's a business move. At the end of the day. But if this was an unknown, un, you know... If it was an unknown artist, nobody would have moved, probably. Um, I don't know, but I think that Adele has just as much star power. So her her kind of pushing back definitely brought light to this because us, uh, us over here across the pond, we didn't know nothing about what was going on with the Brit Awards. Not a lot definitely. of us, you know, and that they were doing this. And so that is important for us to know because it could come across the pond and affect a lot of our major um uh, categories as well in these in these mm -hmm. shows and even though we don't necessarily live our life according to award shows and stuff like that it is a reflection of culture and society right and you know you got to keep your good eye on stuff like that I'm, I'm my thing is this is everybody I believe for me everybody has the right to believe and feel the way they do mm -hmm. you do not have the right to impose those beliefs and feelings on the majority that that may not fall in line with your beliefs and feelings or not even just majority anybody anyone yeah anyone but just to uh, to feel that the majority is to adopt it I, I think that's just unrealistic 
Um, I say that as a woman, I say that as a black woman, there are a lot of people who don't like and agree with my existence. They have every right to feel and believe that. They don't have the right to do any harm to me, but they can feel and, and, and think the way they want. That's their right. I can't legislate their hearts. But for me to think that they have to change every part of their belief and thought process to align with mine, it's just unrealistic. And, and it's not right because I wouldn't want the, 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 the want it vice versa. So I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, Adele makes good music. Um, Sam makes good music. I don't know. Do y'all think this is going to come across the pond and become an issue? Most likely it will. Yes. Um, and I'm not going to dig into the details of why. I just know that the people who run these award shows... <laughs> No, well, two things. Like I said before, the situation with a famous artist is a famous artist, and as they go, so do these award shows. Um, and also, y'all gotta just for your own edification and education, just find out who's on the Grammy board and who's on the Hollywood Press board and who's on the board for the Oscars. All the people who are decision makers, do y'all own Googles and find out who's there and who they are what they like to do, what their political opinions are, where they sit on certain spectrums, and that will help you understand why certain things are moving in certain directions. But ultimately, this all just comes down to money. And the same way I feel about these organizations sending me text messages about Black History Month and Bath and Body Works got a line of Black history candles and lotion and stuff like that, whatever is financially prudent for an organization and politically prudent for an organization which ultimately leads to financial prudence for that organization, they're going to do it. So also be careful, because remember I said many episodes ago, be careful who your representatives are. My LGBTQIA plus uh, community, friends, allies, please understand that these folks are not doing it because they like you. They're doing it because it's going to make sure that they, that they stay in business and that they stay relevant. So just be thoughtful about, you know, when you're trying to make political statements or trying to, like that person that called... Uh, or multiple people that refer to um, Adele as a turf. Um, just remember that everybody in one way or another is being used as a pawn in a game to make money and to continue to be relevant. So be thoughtful and be careful about who you're trying to point the gun at. Cause remember when you point, when you point your finger at somebody it's three pointing back at you, what are you doing to ensure that your community um, has the political financial um, and civil liberties that you require. Uh, I don't really think that Adele was the person to be trying to point at um, about a situation like this. You need to be pointing your fingers at the people who actually organize these events and who actually probably don't really care about your community. They just care about making sure that the famous people that they need to nominate, that they're going to nominate and want to win these awards are going to be present at said award shows and anything else, whether it's a gala uh, in the real estate industry or, you know, People Magazine, whatever. They're going to come out and say whatever that they know that the public is going to uh, agree with or go along with or whatever is politically or financially expedient for them. So just keep that in mind when y'all, you know, be trying to drag folks for things that, like, there's no context for. All right. And just in case, I just want to give y'all this a TERF. It's an acronym, T-E-R-F, um, for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminists. is a feminist who excludes the rights of transgender women from the advocacy of women's Right, so y'all can do your own research on that. Um, that might come back up in a later conversation. So, 
that is the menu for today. We ate pretty good. Good job, ladies. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's some good commentary, y'all. Um, all right, we're down here to the bottom of the show. Um, this is where we're gonna give y'all some good information and some stuff to take with you. Um, Kirby, can you let them know what is our current book of the month for February? For February. February. So, we starting still in the beginning of the year, you guys, but we um are already on our second book. Absolutely, absolutely. So this book is by Dr. Shanika Walker Barnes. Um, you know, I, before I even say the title of the book, black women's black women's black women's, we have got to start paying more attention to our health, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and this book is for you if that is something that's important to you. Too heavy a yoke, black women and the burden of strength. Like, like I said, Dr. Shanika Walker Barnes. Um, and I've given a little bit of synopsis on previous episodes. Let me say this. Um, she is a, a black womanist theologian and she writes from that perspective and she has provided some very good morsels and nuggets for getting yourself out from under the stereotype, the trope of the strong black woman. She talks very specifically about how the strong black woman trope and uh, cape that we wear sometimes is actually killing us. Um, and some of us are addicted to it. Um, and she actually has a 12-step pro and uh, uses the 12-step program method to give um, steps to not only black women, but black uh, women theologians and people in the, um, in the church to help their parishioners really, really get out from under the foolishness. So again, that's too heavy a yoke, black women and the burden of strength. I think it's a really, really important read for any black woman who has been feeling the weight of having to in your family and take care of everybody and try to uh, be be everything, be everywhere, do everything, have all the money um, and a bunch of other things that we that oftentimes fall into our level of responsibility. Um, and so I ask any black woman that is listening and everybody else, because y'all need to read it, too, because you need to know what y'all be doing to be killing us. Um, definitely get this book on your bookshelves, get it into your spirit, get it onto your plate, bite into it. It's a really, really good read. All right. Sometimes we go and we get our food to go. We take it home. We're ready to dig in. You open it up. You take that bite and your fries ain't even hot. You got to do a return. Take it back to the store. We like to call them let goes. I got one let go. Anybody got any any let goes? Go ahead with yours. I might have one. I want to hear your All story. right. I'm ready to let go already. These election texts and, and calls. <laughs> Y'all starting this shit again. Now, I told y'all from before, I'm going to go vote, okay? I don't need y'all calling me and texting me all day, every day about these damn elections. I got it, okay? Like, I remember one time I text back. I was like, all that texting, y'all telling me to vote, and I went and vote, and y'all ain't even tell me thank you. Why are you ah. texting me up? thank you? I was like, oh, shit, I ain't know this is a real person. <laughs> but it is really annoying to me, it fills up your text and your voicemails. I don't even like voicemails, um, you know. But luckily, you know how you can see the 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 it like translates the the text, the voicemail to text, and I can see. And it's just like call after call after call for the election. I'm letting y'all go. Please stop fucking calling me. I don't <laughs> want y'all calling me. I don't want to keep having to say stop calling me. And y'all keep doing this. Quit putting this shit in my mailbox. Save that paper for somebody who don't show up and vote. Please leave me alone. Leave, leave me alone. Me alone. That leave is what I'm letting go. I'm tired of it. 
that's it. That's my let go. Anybody got any other let goes? I'm letting go of the city of Atlanta for fucking with my side of town. Oh. Um, like I said, you're going to pay what you owe. Um, 200 something million dollars. We could have built a whole high school with that. Again, also, the Martyr Project that was promised could have been built with that. We could clean up a lot of them roads in Southwest Atlanta because y'all be letting these two by, uh, these uh, tractor trailers run all of them through our streets and residential areas. Um, we could have put an actual stadium at Mays High School so they won't have that little itty-bitty practice field. I, city of Atlanta, City of Atlanta, don't play with me. Please don't play with me. Because like I said, I still own property over there, so I'm technically still an ATLian. I mean, I'm ATLian just by birth. It runs through my veins. It's in my blood. But don't play with me. Because Andre, I love you. I love you, Tabitha Brown. I love you, sweetie. But I'll come see you. I know where you stay at. And I know where your daughter go to school. Make sure these people get my folks their money back, or else it's going to be some problems. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. Daughter, daughter, you you are right, baby. Right. You You good. I'm just saying, I know where she go to school, so I can pop up when you picking her up. No, she ain't got nothing to do with it. She ain't finna get touched. You got they got to clarify. Listen, got nothing to do with her. (laughs) Uh but yeah, yeah, you gotta pay what you owe. You gotta you gotta gotta make good on what it what it said, promises made need to be promises kept. Got to got to do right by what you said. Um, any other let goes? Mm, nothing specific. No, nope, we good. All right, well, we'll let go. All right. Also, when you go to the cookout or go get some good food, sometimes you don't eat it all. You got a little leftovers. We like to wrap it up with some aluminum foil or them good old styrofoam boxes. Take it home, put it in the refrigerator, eat off on it throughout the week. We like to call that what? Come on, ladies. It's a oh, cook box. Uh, Y'all was like, <laughs> 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 we like to call it a to-go box, y'all. Um, it's just something positive we want to give y'all throughout the week. Anybody got something to put in the to-go box? You know, again, in the conversation of making sure that you are being financially prudent, y'all balance your checkbooks balance your checking accounts go look at what your spending has looked like in the last month or so in the beginning of the year see where you may be wasting money you know maybe you're buying too many cups of coffee or maybe you're paying on some recurring you know subscriptions or something that you can get rid of that you're not using all kinds of things clean up your finances take care of your finances the same way that you take care of your car you take care of your body uh you take care of your casamigos so definitely look at your finances really really get uh intimate with them understand them and then also recognize that looking at your finances more closely can help you recognize how you what your belief system is and how you operate in the world i like that um definitely i'm specifically with my finances right now i need to look at all my um like subscriptions to things because a lot of them they have increased in price so much Mm -hmm. exactly exactly like, like netflix is like what like doubled I don't um, know if it doubled, but they went up by at least two dollars, if I'm not mistaken. I had to check. I mean, I'm sorry when I when I say doubled, I mean like from when I first got it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like fourteen dollars, yeah. and it definitely yeah. was like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine when we first yeah. started. So it's just kind of like you got to reassess: is it still worth it? Am I using it enough to you know justify paying for different subscriptions every month and things like that? I definitely want to look at that. Um, do I need to downgrade any subscriptions? Stuff like that. Because um, am I subscribed to something I'm not even using anymore? 
um, or I need to use more. One thing I always have to make sure I'm using is I get unlimited car washes every month. But with that, I got to make sure I'm getting my car washed. Right. You know, constantly, because if not, I feel like I'm wasting that money. Um, and I, if I'm paying to keep my car clean, my bitch, the bitch better be sparkling clean. Exactly. <laughs> and also to add some additional context, um, those of you that are homeowners, and not even if you're not a homeowner, also if you live in an apartment, although your apartment lease may have some specifics around this, so this might speak uh, directly to homeowners, check your utility bills. And the reason why I say that is mm-hmm. if it went up or adjusted any type of way, that means that the per unit cost of that particular, you know, whether it's your water bill, your electric bill, your gas bill, check to see if your per unit cost has gone up and reach out to those utility companies and say, well, why did this go up? When did this go up? Uh, when were their communications done? Because um, a lot of people in my neighborhood have been complaining that their water bill went up. And I just know from experience, but anytime that a bill go up, that doesn't necessarily mean that your usage went up, that you're using more water, you're using more electricity, right. you're using more gas. Sometimes that means that the cost per unit has gone up and you want to find out exactly why that cost has gone up and possibly call and get that either rectified um, or somebody might be adding fees, um, additional fees to your utilities because that happens as well. Um, and if the cost per unit has gone up, you know, you may want to consider either going with a different organization if you have that option, because some of us got county water, so we don't have a choice um, or, or state electricity. So you may not have a choice. Um, but just look into those things. Make sure that you're keeping an eye on those because they will definitely organizations, including your electric company, your gas company, your water company will start putting random fees somewhere just to mess with you. And you're thinking, oh, did I wash my clothes last month than usual? No, you didn't. They putting fees in your on, on your bills. So just look into those things. Good deal. Good good advice. And I will be adding that to my list of things to do as well. Anything else to go on to go box for this week, ladies? I think ITK kinda handled. All right. Y'all got enough to take home. Wrap it up tight and get it there without spilling any in the car, okay? Auntie Kirby, let them know where they can connect with us and where they can see us throughout the week. So if you want to follow us, and I hope that you would, because we have a lot of great, good content, enjoyable content, and we want you to engage, follow us on Instagram at Extra Crispy, Extra Wet, spelled in Standard American English. If you don't know how to speak that language, there's no need for you to follow us. It's okay. We love you. Peace and blessings. You also can email us your comments, questions, concerns, and emotional outbursts to hello at extracrispyextrawet.com. And also join us every Wednesday during our active seasons at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Extra Wet Wednesdays, where we do an extension of the podcast. We go through different topics and we also let you come in and engage, get on a video, share your opinions um, and anything else that you want to talk about. Um, So join us in all three of those spaces. And again, make sure that you're listening to us when we drop our episodes each Monday uh, on Anchor.fm. We also are distributed to all your major podcast platforms. So if you don't mess with Anchor, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and multiple other platforms um, where podcasts are available. So we'll see you there. All right. There it is. Are all hearts and minds clear? Crystal. Crystal clear. All right. Well, if that is it, I'll see y'all on Wednesday, Extra Wet Wednesdays, with some wonderful commentary. Um, And hopefully uh, you guys will interact and join with us. Thank y'all for being here. We really do appreciate it. Um, Our hearts are really in this for you guys. And we're looking forward to expanding into some different arenas and supporting our aunties. Um, and our uncles and uncles and nieces and nephews and all of your endeavors as 
well. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here and enjoy the rest of our weekend week, whatever day you're listening to this. We don't like to say goodbye. We're going to keep it straight Atlanta and just say, all right, then, shouty. <laughs>